Hi, I'm Nad B, and welcome to Season 5 of Memoria. Flash memoir adapted into bite-sized audio stories using sound effects and music. Each episode explores a moment in time that shaped a writer's life. The following story is called Silent Sisters, and it is written and performed by Jay Alter. Here is Jay to tell us how they came to write Silent Sisters. So I came to write this piece. I'd been writing bits and pieces of my life experience down here and there and looking through the Memoria podcast submissions, uh, the, the term regret sort of popped out to me and I started thinking about parts of my life that I regret, not the, not the happiest of, of things to think about, but this was a moment in time that really, really stood out to me. So I really wanted to put it down on paper, so to speak. I didn't actually write it on a piece of paper. I typed it into a computer, but this definitely screams regret um, as part of my life. So... I can guarantee that as a young girl, I never really aspired to be a big sister. Both of my younger sisters were born to a different father to me, but we were raised in the same household without the distinction of being semi-related. Steph and Jazz both showed signs of learning difficulties, so that meant they got extra attention. I guess instead of being bitter about it, I chose to excel where they couldn't, and focusing heavily on school, I made it into the University of New England in Armadale. During the mid-year break of my first year, I was planning on making a six-hour drive to my hometown of Forbes. My mum called to ask if I could visit her on my way, potentially adding three hours to my trip. I didn't want to have to drive out of my way, but there was this plea in her voice that gave me dreadful butterflies in my stomach. So I drove through the highlands and across the Dorigo Mountains towards the Coffs Coast. My mum was managing a hotel in Woolgoolga, where her and my sisters lived in the upstairs manager's quarters. On my arrival, I assumed that we all exchanged pleasantries and sat around the huge round table in the middle of the hotel's old restaurant to eat dinner. I would have cooked, probably spaghetti bolognese, because that was one of the only things either of my sisters ate. They were always picky eaters. The hotel reception closed at 10pm. By then, both of my sisters were in their bedrooms, reading or sleeping, and I had passed the time watching unmemorable movies on Foxtel. My mum came upstairs and sat next to me on the couch. She had her usual day-old cup of microwave coffee in her hand, and she was grasping it like it was the last cup of coffee on the planet. I hadn't seen her like this before, and although I can remember every little detail of the malachite rings on her fingers, and how white her knuckles were holding on for dear life to that caffeine-stained green mug, her words are still a blur, as was my response. Three things I know. I know that she told me that my little sister had been molested. I know that she told me she had been molested by my father. I know that she asked me if he had done anything to me, and that I lied and said he hadn't. I spent a restless night mulling over my dishonesty, 
a night with shattering heavy weight on my chest, knowing that I was to blame. It was my fault that this had happened. My fault that my little sister might have to spend her life as fucked up as I was. The following day I came clean. I told her that my father had molested me from the time that I was 13. She cried. I comforted her. She didn't ask me if I wanted to tell anyone officially, but she took me to the Coffs Harbour Police Station. My mum must have called ahead because they seemed to be expecting us. A young policewoman came out to meet us and directed us into a small interview room. She explained the process and asked if I agreed to give a statement. Every fibre of my being was screaming no, but the thought of his hands on my baby sister's body urged a regretful yes from my lips. The policewoman asked if I wanted my mum to be present, and I immediately asked her to leave the room. She didn't need to hear this. The details of five years of almost daily abuse, the eating disorder I developed just to have some control in my life, the self-harm that persisted well into adulthood just to cope with the screaming void inside, partly protection, but mostly self-preservation. I didn't want her to hate me. After I signed my statement, the policewoman told me that it would be best not to speak with my sister about her experiences, because if we had to go to court, we couldn't be seen to have collaborated our stories. By the time the trial was over and he was sentenced to eight years in prison, it felt like too much water had flowed under this massive bridge for it to be relevant. I never got to tell her that I was sorry. I never got to hold her and tell her that I knew that what she was going through and that it was all going to be all right. I remained silent, as did she. Memoria was written and produced by me, Nat V. Silent Sister was written and performed by Jay Alter. Each episode is illustrated by Peter Manning. Music in this episode is by The Blue Dot Sessions. You can listen to our previous episodes or see a schedule of our upcoming episodes on memoriapodcast.com. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any good podcasting platform. Until next time. <laughs>